Hey, everybody. Happy Monday. Welcome to Edgework here on the Hammer Betting Network. Uh, you can catch this show every weekday at 1030 Eastern, 730 uh, Pacific. We take a look uh, back at some of the storylines from the weekend in the NHL and, of course, uh, a big slate on Monday as well. I'm Andrew Walker, host of the Hedge Podcast up here in Canada, joined by uh, Joe Madden from Joe Madden Sports in Calgary and Chris Abbott from Toronto. How are you guys doing? I'm doing I'm great. I'm happy to be here. It's a beautiful Monday. Chris, what about you? Hey, I'm good. Yeah, I just uh, did a quick little sojourn to New York City this weekend, so I was a little off the hockey radar. Got a little bit of action down. Um, but yeah, it's uh, back in Toronto this morning. It's crisp, but it's nice. MSG for the first time, I read. I did. I went to MSG for the first time, but not for a Rangers game. They played at on Thursday and Sunday. Uh, we went to the Knicks home opener Friday night, which was cool. I mean, I felt so bad. The Raptors were playing in Brooklyn, but it was like, how often do you go to opening night at the Garden? So... And ran into a ton of people from Toronto there, so I wasn't the only people that person that made that decision. This is uh, probably too too long of a story, but um, I've been to Madison Square Garden once, and it was uh, 2015 uh, NHL playoffs, and uh, my friend and I bought uh, tickets, which were not cheap, from a scalper to get into Game One of Rangers Penguins, and of course, as you know, because you get into MSG and you're you're in the rink before you punch your tickets and of course they were fake and we had to do the walk of shame walk of shame out and it was the same night i remember i was with uh, my friend who was a flames fan joe and it was the same night as we were leaving the building the edmonton oilers won the draft lottery to select connor mcdavid so it was an extra bad night for him oh that's crazy i'm sorry to hear that happen to you yeah yeah very 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 depressing we'll talk about Connor mcdavid because it's a big one in edmonton here tonight just across the street from me you got mcdavid and the oilers against uh, Sidney crosby and the penguins these guys have had some great head-to-head matchups already in their career uh it is edgework andrew walker joe madden and chris abbott so let's take a quick look back at the weekend guys chris what was your biggest uh weekend takeaway from uh watching some of the puck well, there was a couple, and uh, I know you're going to hit on one of them, so I'll leave it in the interest of time and, and uh, originality. But I, I got down on the Flyers at plus 190 in Nashville. Um, I think uh, what that told me is the market's still overvaluing the Predators, who have not rebounded from their start in uh, in Czechia. And uh, I'm still not used to saying that, by the way. It's, it's been the Czech Republic for a long time for us. And uh, But I thought the Flyers looked, looked really good. Uh, you know, they were plus 190 dogs. Carter Hart's numbers are outstanding. Uh, you know, John Tortorella, he's going to give you that instant bump. We'll see if it sustains with his coaching style or, or if he's changed it over the years. Um, but yeah, I mean, they played a back-to-back then at home, lost in Sa- against San Jose last night. But I thought their effort Saturday was really good. And I don't think the market has caught up to the, the new, new Philadelphia Flyers yet to quote our friend J.D. Bunkus. Yeah, and they're, and they're still waiting to get Sean Couturier back. And, you know, Ryan Ellis is probably not going to play this year. And, you know, Torts is, uh, maybe we shouldn't be surprised. Like, Torts is already withholding ice times from from certain guys. Like, I, you know, I, I don't know how that long that lasts in the modern age. But, um, you know, Joe, he's right. You get that new coach bump. I think we've seen it in a lot of markets over the years. Yeah, we absolutely have. And then one thing I've been looking at over this weekend is how nicely 
Buffalo, the Sabres have been able to come out. Now we know they beat the Oilers, the Flames, and the Canucks. They're getting these goals, and they've got a pretty easy schedule looking ahead. They have the Kraken Canadians and Blackhawks. I'm really interested to see if this team can keep up their pace on the ice. As well as the Columbus Blue Jackets, another team that is pulling off these upsets, getting the goals. So I'm rooting for some of these underdogs and absolutely loving it. I really like Tarasov, the young uh, Blue Jackets goalie. Nice little start to his season. He gets, gets his first win over the weekend. I Guys, I've been fascinated with... I don't know if they're the biggest story in the NHL. Certainly one of the biggest stories in Canada. Uh, things are ugly in Vancouver. And, you know, this is a market I think we all know can um, get a little crazy at times. But this has been a nightmarish start to the season. And we even talked about it a little bit last Monday here on Edgework. But they start their season with a, a five-game road trip. They blow leads in all those games and uh, go 0-5 coming home. And so what a way to have your home opener, right, with everyone already sour. And that game was the worst yet. They lose 5-1 the third period. Every five minutes, someone was throwing a jersey on the ice, and which I, I don't like, but what, what can you do? And then the quotes coming out of Vancouver after. Jim Rutherford, Bo Horvat, um, Bruce Boudreaux. Man, like to quote The Simpsons, Chris, this might get worse before it gets better. I mean, it's it certainly started off quite sour, and I don't think it ended on a great note last year either, which is so funny because all that, you know, they had the Bruce, there it is, and everyone loved Boudreaux, and everything was great. So now I think you got to start looking inward, and, and uh, you know, the talent is undeniable that they have in that dressing room. And, and listen, it's a very small sample size, and you know me, I'm king over a reactor. Look at my, my Blue Jays <laughs> takes, right? Uh, but... Four games where you blew a lead or five games where you blew a lead, that sucks. But how, what's the chances? I mean, really. Nobody goes out and has like some kind of different third-period strategy that costs you every time. So, I don't know. It might be a good time to buy low on the Canucks, too, because I don't know that they're as bad as, as the results have, uh, have shown. Well, is there something to be said for... Because tonight they get Carolina, and they're a huge home dog, right? Plus 133. I know Carolina's good. But could you not, like, the Canucks are going to win one of these nights. Like, that's just life. It's what happens. Could you not just Martingale Vancouver for a while? Yeah, they've got to win a game here or there. And you mentioned their schedule hasn't been super, super easy for them either. So um, Martingale can always get you in trouble. Make sure you got a good bankroll there. But, you know, they played a good team, uh, as Joe mentioned, with the Sabres coming in the other night. That was a tough spot coming home. You know, Buffalo's a good team. I've been on them since, you know, halfway through last year, and, and they keep rewarding me. Um, but yeah, I, I would, I would definitely take home dogs. I, I, home is a little bit of a different beast. The one, the one thing about, uh, about the, the Canucks and, you know, too late to get on this now, but, um, the first coach to be fired prop is always an interesting one to <laughs> bet in the off season. Guess what Bruce Boudreaux was for the, to be first coach to be fired this off season. 66 to one plus 6,600. Wow. I don't even, I can't even imagine what it is now, but it's not that much because guess what? A couple of, a couple more losses and this might happen. Um, believe it or not, Sheldon Keefe was actually the, the lowest odds to be fired first at, I think, uh, 10 to one for the Toronto Maple Leafs. But being here in the market, if they had it started slow, that, that probably would have been the call and, and they they'd be calling for his boss as well. But, uh, interesting to see how they do tonight. Actually. I'm, I'm curious. Uh, before we look at some of the lines tonight, guys, on the Monday schedule, um, here's a thought, and I'm I'm still trying to to you know, figure out exactly how to analyze this. You guys can help me, um, but we've seen 
you know, the overs and the unders, it's been it's been mixed. You know, it's been generally about 50-50. But games are just going under when they go under. I've seen a lot of trends, guys. We'll see a scoreless first period or a one nothing first period in a lot of these games. And then the game ends up 5-2 to two or, uh, you know, 4-2. to two. So, so the unders are hitting, like, by half a goal or by one goal. But you're not seeing a lot of these, like, 2-1, one nothing. 3-1 hockey games. There has been goals this season. I, it hasn't necessarily, Chris, equated to hitting all the overs yet, but I but I almost wonder if if a trend of maybe live betting over after the first period might be catching on here. I thought that's where you were headed with this, and uh, we didn't talk about this this morning. So I agree with you. I think um, the scoring has been high, and I've been on this thing since last year where if I don't see, maybe before last year, if it's a scoreless first period, take both teams to score in the second or take the over one and a half in the second because, yeah, there'll be times where you're feeling each other out through the first period. And if you remember, first period over used to be this really hot, you know, sexy thing to bet a couple of years ago. And the books caught on. And now you're getting, you know, twos or one and a half at like minus 165. So um, maybe, maybe come to start looking the other way. Or like you said, live bet after the first period, which I love to do. All right, well, let's bounce around a little bit tonight. As mentioned, uh, you got Crosby versus McDavid at Edmonton. That's going to be fun. Uh, the Senators and the Stars have both been scoring a lot of goals, guys, and uh, they play in Ottawa tonight. You got Jets and Blues, and of course, the Vegas Golden Knights and the Toronto Maple Leafs. And the late game tonight, if you're going to stay up for it, as the Canucks are. Uh, and the line's moving already a little bit. They were plus 133 this morning against Carolina. I'm looking at plus 129 uh, right now. So, Joe, what do you want to focus on on the Monday schedule? Yeah, there's a couple games that I'm really liking, but I think we can lean on an over here between the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Edmonton Oilers tonight. I know this total is sitting high at seven, but we look at the Pittsburgh Penguins coming in here as such a strong offensive team, averaging that 5.2 goals per game, and they're first in the league for those shots on goal, averaging 39.8. We know Edmonton has struggled defensively and goaltending-wise, Jack Campbell expected in goal for them tonight. I expect the Pittsburgh Penguins to put up the goals on him. And Tristan Jari for the Pittsburgh Penguins, now he has only 2.02 goals against average. But with Edmonton coming in here off that loss to St. Louis where they got shut out, I expect a big night out of Connor McDavid and company. So give me the over seven in this one. I was at that game on Saturday. Chris, I, I've been to, I don't know, a thousand NHL games in my life. It might have been the worst one ever. 20 shots apiece, one power play apiece, sleepy 2 p.m. game, <laughs> 2 nothing with an empty netter. Uh, I almost fell asleep in my seat. It was not uh, It was not fun. That would have been a, a great under game, I'll tell you that. Ah, man, you know, those, those pop up every now and again. And one thing I meant to mention uh, when you were talking about the totals uh, a minute ago is that, yeah, we're probably going to see a few more unders now. And that's because they're all set at six and a half and seven. Like the the five right. and a half and the six just aren't there right now. Um, but I do suspect that we will see that come back uh, to earth. Although maybe not. I know our friend Justin Bourne tweeted last week that the average scoring in the games was 6.6. Average. That's wild. Yeah. And, and there's it feels like there's so many empty netters as well. And teams will pull their goalie earlier and they'll leave their goalie pulled when they're um, trailing by two goals. So you see a lot of games that are a one goal game in the third period turn into like a, a six, three type of game. Uh, and that's, yeah, that's why those numbers are all at, at, uh, at six and a half. They're all six and a half on tonight's slate. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, I actually had this conversation, uh, watch your feet with, uh, Ray Ferrero and Darren Drager the other day. And, uh, um, 
we were talking about that, you know, teams that pull their goalie really early. You know, John Cooper was famous for it um, over the last couple of seasons for sure. And, you know, if they're down 3-1, to one, uh, it's nothing to leave the goalie out down 4-1 to one, and then maybe you get a garbage goal. You might end up with 7 or 8, no sweat. So that, that, that leads to the live play betting the over. And then identify teams that pull their goalie early before the game starts. If you think it's a night where... You know, a team, we use Tampa for an example, pulls their goalie early or, you know, Patrick Waugh made it super famous a few years ago. Well, identify that team, see on a night where there may be an underdog, you know they might be losing in the third period, and then, you know, maybe there's a few more goals. Yep, and also, you know, a football game goes into overtime, there's really no guarantee of extra scoring. Uh, For hockey, if it's 3-3, you know that game's going to end 4-3, right? So there's another goal. Uh, So, Joe, uh, the the Penguins-Oilers matchup, was that your best bet? Was that your best line of the night? Yeah, I definitely think so. I think that is a great way. But I also really like the St. Louis Blues in the first period. Second best bet here. I think over the Winnipeg Jets, they're going to come in strong. And we look at them in that first period on the puck line at minus 0.5. We're getting amazing plus money for the St. Louis Blues at plus 172. Now they have won their first first periods in their last four. So I'm looking for them to come out strong. I really like what we've seen out of Vladimir Tarasenko for them. This team has been strong and Bainton has been really strong in goals. So I think they will get up in this one over the Winnipeg Jets to start it. Chris, what's your favorite line or total uh, tonight? You know, I, was, I, I always talked about the Leafs tonight, and I'm going to give you this one as well. The, this team, which we've already identified and, and their coaches identified maybe is a little bit immature at times, even though they're now one of the oldest teams in the league, which is which is mind-blowing. Uh, they had a night off in Vegas last night, and they're going in to play at the absolutely insane T-Mobile Arena. Uh, there will be a lot of Leafs fans there. There always is in Vegas, but uh, I like the home dog, Vegas Golden Knights tonight, so that's what I'm going to play. All right, sorry there. I had to plug in my computer. Okay, so my best uh, number, my best number tonight. Uh, I am gonna go with those totals. Part of me wants to, like I said, Martingale the Canucks until they win. I might sprinkle a little bit on there, plus one twenty nine. They got to win at some point, but I think after everybody got called out, guys in this organization, I think the Canucks are gonna do their best to work and uh, play on the defensive side of the puck. We already know Carolina can do that, so I'm gonna hit the under six and a half in uh, Carolina, Vancouver tonight. I like the way you're going with that. I think it's a strong play to that under. All right, before we go, uh, our favorite uh, player props, goals, assists, points. Joe, who do you like? Yeah, Connor McDavid over um, three and a half shots on goal tonight. We know he was limited in that last one by the St. Louis Blues, but in those previous three games, he got four shots on goal. I think he definitely goes over the three and a half versus the Penguins tonight. Yeah, I was looking at McDavid too. Um, Multiple points is minus 143, which might be safe, but feels a little unbettable to me. Um, he does have 18 points in 10 games against Crosby and the Penguins. The last couple have gone uh, Edmonton's way. Um, so I just might hit, I might tell you, Joe, I might just hit the, the McDavid anytime goal, which is plus 102. And for good measure, uh, how about a Sidney Crosby goal, plus 154? You go to that game, maybe two of the best players in the world both score tonight. Absolutely, they do. 
one of those things when those guys get together, they want to outdo each other as well. I think Sid gets really, you know, I hate dropping the motivation line, but, you know, you see that young buck coming. He's like, I used to be the best player in the world, and I think that motivates him a little bit. That should be a wild one tonight. Um, maybe, maybe under the radar wild in Ottawa. Uh, Joe Pavelski to score a goal is plus 220 if you want to get a little bit extra return. But for him to get a point, minus 135, minus 140, coming off a hat trick in Montreal the other night. And again, these unquantifiable things that keep happening uh, as you watch, if you watch sports long enough. Joe Pavelski, for whatever reason, when the spotlight's the brightest, he's playing in Canada, he's playing in a big, big market. He really, uh, he really comes to the forefront there. So, uh, look for Pavelski to do something tonight, over one and a half points, even if you like. He had his best statistical season of his career at 37 last year, which included, you know, 29 goals. And I, I remember uh, the the early season or the preseason prop, I think his goal total was, um, it was set at 31. I gladly hit the under because like, you know, this guy's getting older and he didn't even have that number last year. How can he do it this year? Well, I think he's already out to prove me wrong because, you know, he's already got a, a mitt full of goals early on in the season. Yeah, I think he's had like one off year in his life and everyone wrote him off. And this guy's done nothing but be a leader and, a, and you know, a term, you know, warrior, this kind of stuff's thrown around for his team. But he really, truly is, man. And I just think he loves it. I was reading a couple of articles this weekend about just the whole shift of mindset with Pete DeBoer and the team in Dallas right now. These guys are having fun. You could see it on their face Saturday night in Montreal. Let's see if they don't uh, roll it into Ottawa tonight. They're, you're getting a good price on the stars on the road. I love the Senators, but I think this Dallas team might be uh, somebody to watch out for. Yeah, and one little bonus pick, too. I like, the, I like the over in that game. I think the Stars are scoring more than expected. They're excited to get Jason Robertson back. And uh, the Sens, I mean, you know, they had a quiet first game. But since then, they've come as advertised. They've been, they've been filling the net. And that stitzla batherson kachuk line is just unbelievable. The only thing to... – sorry, Chris, go ahead. No, you go right ahead, Joe. I was just going to say the only thing that scares me with the Stars tonight is they have lost their last five games in Ottawa. That's a hard thing to look past. I think the Stars are the better team here, but this could be a tricky game. That's a busy night. Uh, all the games in the NHL, of course, uh, you know, we're going to have these sports equinox days as well because the World Series is going to start. And, of course, uh, Monday Night Football. So, yeah, enjoy your couches or, or the pub, wherever you guys go. Um, and may all your bets be winners. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Andrew. Thank All right, you. this has been Edgework on the Hammer Betting Network. Don't forget tonight, yeah, Bears and the Patriots, Monday Night Football, and uh, Rob Pizzolo, Eric Eager, they're going to get you set with uh, primetime, uh, the best prop bets, and figuring out exactly how to bet Bears and Pats tonight. It starts 15, morning, or 15 minutes before kickoff on the Hammer Betting Network. Have a great Monday.